increasing regulation, market saturation, and rising interest rates. Still think short-term rentals make sense? You're not alone. Join industry experts Bill Faith and Kenny Bedwell as they discuss how you can invest while still staying ahead of the curve, identifying trends before they happen, or blowing them away outright with their insights. This is STRonomics. Are you looking to invest in short-term rentals in North Carolina or South Carolina? There's a lot of great markets there, but even more important the markets are that you find the right agent. And that's where my man, Tyler Kuhn comes into place. I personally used him for three purchases totaling over $3.5 million. And I would not look to anybody else. Just jump down into the show notes right here below the podcast, click on the link and book a free discovery call with Tyler to explore the opportunities in both North Carolina and South Carolina today. Hey everybody, Bill Faith here. Welcome to STRonomics. I'm joined by my good friend Kenny Bedwell from STR Insights. Kenny, is hey. that an Alabama shirt that you're wearing? It, it is. We're gonna it call is. this like the Roll Tide podcast. <laughs> I think you're in Bama every time. We, we yeah. do. It's funny that a guy from Buffalo is a big uh, a big Bama fan. I don't. I would say I'm from Buffalo, but <laughs> well, you live there, so you're from Buffalo. There Tyler, we like, go. Okay. Nick Papa Joe, Giorgio will always be from Yuma. Yeah. Um, Kenny, let's talk amenities today. You and I, you hosted a phone call, I want to say two days ago, but it was yesterday. It seems like it was two days ago. We won't talk about what, what's going on in that phone call. That's a surprise you have coming down the, uh, the line. But there was a lot of discussion about amenities. I'll go all the way back to, God, it's been four months when you and I launched the BK Hot Picks. And I'm going to bring up that Yucca Valley property again. And, you know, same street, literally Golden Girls, no amenities, no renovation you know, house that's been renovated, amenities. I forgot what it was, but it was like fifty to $70,000 difference in, in rental income for homes that were under $600,000. That's a huge disparity. So just give me your take on how are you looking at amenities when, when you're evaluating properties to purchase and also forecasting p- potential revenue in the future post-close? Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, every market is different. A lot of people don't realize that some markets on average have less amenities than other markets. We typically think, okay, you know, this is another beach area. I What I know is what I know, you know, and some of these people in some of these areas, they've been doing vacation rentals for so long that they haven't caught up to speed. What I mean by that is my recent purchase in Watkins Glen, you know, there was a ban on short-term rentals for two years. So no new competition can go in there. So there are hosts who are only on one platform. There are hosts who have the average amenity count for Watkins Glen is like 35. My amenity count is 64 for my property there. Is that, so is that, That's like 99.9%. You have everything except for the mosquito net on Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have like a rice maker. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you can buy a rice maker on Amazon for $21.99. You can get a mosquito net for 12 bucks. Sure. Buy the fucking rice maker. Buy the fucking, you know, <laughs> the, the mosquito net and put it in a closet so you can check that box. Sure. Do you believe it? We call that the Carico method, right? Do you believe I, in that or not? I think that's overkill, maybe in certain markets to kind of get an edge. But if you're using technology, like, for example, Rank Breeze, you know, the reason why you would ha- have those amenities checked is to get up higher in Airbnb or Furbo's algorithm. Correct. So just simply having more amenities than the other guy um, in my market, you know, just standard amenities, 
puts me ahead and I'm tracking rank three. So I'm at, you know, number one, I'm in the top three spots. Okay. So I'm going to so, stop you right there. Cause you've already dropped some pretty good nuggets, but I want to unpack them a little bit. Okay? Sure. So Kenny's saying that he doesn't have to, in Watkins Glen, he doesn't have to check every box. I call it the Carico method because Kenny and I both <laughs> yeah, know Eric Carico. He's right. the one, he's the one that kind of started doing that. He shared it in our mastermind. Then I've done it with every property. So big difference was me trying to compete in Gulf Shores or, you know, Sandeep or, you know, Paul or somebody trying to compete in uh, Gatlinburg as opposed to what Kenny's doing in Watkins Glen. It's kind of like if a bear's chasing you, I just need to be one step faster than Kenny and I'm okay. Right. right. That's kind of what you're, what I'm hearing you tell everybody is why should you go spend X amount of dollars when you're already ahead of them on amenities? Is that accurate? That That is a hundred percent accurate. I think that's one important step of it. So understanding your market, understanding where people are at in terms of their education of the amenity wise is, is number one. So you don't go out and waste a bunch of money on useless crap that you're going to store in a closet just so you can check a box. hundred so. percent. I spend almost like $140 per property on useless crap that goes, <laughs> it, goes it literally goes either into the game room or, you know, one of the yeah. closets, if I don't have one in the common area and it just sits there, but it does help me in rank breeze. There's no quite, it helps me in my rankings. There's no question. So as, as we dive deeper into this, I really want to set the tone here for a second. This is super important when you're evaluating properties. I'm going to ask Kenny next, what's the number one and number two amenities that he sees through STR insights that impacts revenue generation? I already know mm -hmm. the answer, but probably about 75% of you guys don't. That does vary by market. So sure. being a blanket answer, I think, I hope I'm, I'm right. It's, I think I am, but you have to look at this one in a m overall market. There's a reason when Kenny turned me on to Banner Elk, I loved it. And I, and it wasn't just because of the, the price to enter. It wasn't just because of the hole in the market. It was because the hosting there sucked compared to if I invest into the Smokies. I don't have to put in the, the Abernathy Signature Series indoor pool by any means, right? In right. Banner Elk or Beach Mountain, anywhere in Western North Carolina to have to compete. So I think that's part of the process as you're evaluating. You want to look where you can stand out, right? I don't know about you, but I'm the guy, if I'm like, a three-star or a low four-star running back, I'm not going to play at Alabama and sit on the pine for three years. I'm going to like my alma mater, UCLA or someplace to where, you know, it's still a good school, but they've sucked for about the last five to seven years. I'm going to get some playing time and I'm going to bring them back up to get them into, you know, the Rose Bowl or whatever it is. I don't want to sit on the pine. I want to perform and I want to outperform everybody else around them. So I think number one, you got to look at that in the evaluation of the market. Number two, I'm the financial guy. Remember, every amenity you have to purchase is going to affect your cash on cash return or your internal rate of return, your IRR. We're going to start talking about that term a little bit more uh, than cash on cash, especially as we go into a slower time. So, Kenny, what's the number one and number two amenities that affects revenue? Just blank. I, it's different at the beach than it is in, in the mountains. I get it. I'm in both places, but just kind of in general across the country. Oh, definitely pool and hot tub. So you the know, two I, most I, expensive as well, right? Yeah, I think. Now, here's the interesting thing, though, with that. I mean, it is it does vary market to market. And in fact, I have found in uh, my urban market of Buffalo, where I have a lot of properties, that a hot tub in the city, people don't care about, even during the middle of wintertime. I'm probably like the top three in terms of like revenue for all of my properties there. And I don't have a hot tub, but I know several other owners 
who have hot tubs who perform significantly less than I do. And they have, you know, price labs and they're doing all these other things, but it isn't a major amenity that, you know, attributes to revenue growth in that urban market. So I think that even though that's, you know, kind of the classic answers there, or get a pool or a hot tub, it's not necessarily true for every market as you were kind of pointing out earlier, but the to answer your question on a national average, it is pulling hot tub. I mean, if you're going to the mountains, it's you have to have a hot tub. Yeah, there's no question, right? The interesting thing to me is I've been in beach markets forever, and I got my first pool less than a year ago, nine months ago, right? And it's just absolutely crushed. But I also five years ago did not evaluate purchasing or even my own portfolio on a revenue generation standpoint the way that I do today. Um, I want to ask you another question. In your opinion, I've got mine formulated. Are views and amenity. Yes, they are. So I'm going to ask you the, the question again, even though views are an amenity is pool number one and hot tub still number two, or do views slide in there anywhere? Well, yeah, I would, that uh, you can say it because I know exactly what you're thinking back there. It's depends yeah. on the market, right? Depends on the market, yeah. right? On a national average, pool and hot tub is going to, and I, I, I put the two together, you know, water, there you go. Because most markets don't actually have views. They have a proximity, some sort of, you know, you're near something, but a lot of markets don't have views at all. So uh, in fact, the majority of markets don't have views. You're totally looking but, like mountain and beach, right? Right, exactly. But I mean, river, like there, there's a lot of markets that do have views, the ones we all know about do, but the majority don't, the middle of nowhere places. But yeah, the it is an amenity. And in fact, Airbnb, I'm not sure if Verbo does it yet, but they I'm sure they will soon. But Airbnb even classifies a lakefront or waterfront, water access, beach access, mountain view are listed with the amenity section. And we take that as a data point as well. So uh, that's really uh, a powerful insight um, into, you know, a lot of the top properties, they, they, they check a lot of those boxes, you know, in terms of mountain view, or lake access or beachfront or beach access or something like that. So, and that explains their revenue, why they're performing the way they are. Right. It's, it's kind of interesting because I never really considered mentally views as an amenity. Um, and I'm the marketing guy at a multi-million dollar marketing agency, right? So I look at my lake property that I have. I upgraded from sold a house, upgraded to a new house. And now I've got the absolute best view on the lake, like literally almost two miles straight down the widest part of the lake, right? <laughs> yeah. And when I put my listing up, I really wasn't leveraging that until I saw somebody that's been to some of my boot camps that purchased maybe 20 minutes away on the lake. And he has a nice, huge open view. And he said, best views on the lake. And I called him. I said, what the fuck are you doing? You know, and he's using the emojis and all this type of stuff. I'm like, dude, I love it. How is it benefiting you? And he's like, man, everybody talks about the views. I said, I get it. And then I go back and I look at the pictures my wife taken. They were the best views. I literally updated my listing. I moved images close. I moved a view image in the top three. I think I had two total in my top five. Focus on the image, focus on the copy, put best views on Smith Lake in the title and in the first paragraph. And what do you think happened? I started seeing an increase in bookings and I more people since I pointed out are talking about the views, right? right. So I'm at a lake. I also, this is the first time I've ever added a hot tub to a lake property. And I opened the property in March. So I haven't gone through a winter yet, but it's interesting. I went through and did some research. So I have a five bedroom, four bath, Kenny paid $800,000 for my property. It's put 130 in, into it, right? So let's just say it's a million dollar property today, even though it's probably worth a little bit more. I went through and I looked at 
four bedrooms, five bedrooms, and six bedrooms, there's close to 200 STRs on this lake. I could find about 17 that had hot tubs. Mm. 17 in that bedroom configuration, four, five, and six, right? Are you looking to purchase an STR in the Western North Carolina mountains, the high country, maybe even on, on the beach of North Carolina and the OBX or all the way down into Hilton Head, South Carolina? My man, Tyler Kuhn from Savvy Realty has you covered. And one of the things that I love about Tyler is he specializes in short-term rentals. He takes a no BS approach, is honest, and is filled with integrity. How do I know this? Because I've used Tyler on three transactions totaling almost three and a half million dollars. And he has absolutely crushed it for me. Look, if you're not sure where you should invest, he's based out of Asheville, North Carolina. He helped me invest in Banner Elk, North Carolina, and Beach Mountain, North Carolina. He's not only just a real estate agent that specializes in short-term rentals, Tyler is also an owner of short-term rentals and owns a management company. So one of the biggest hurdles for us mentally is to get over, how do I find cleaners? How do I find handymen? How do I find a plumber? Well, you know what, Tyler's dialed in and he helps his clients navigate those issues. So if you're looking to invest pretty much anywhere in the Carolinas, Tyler Kuhn from Savvy Realty is your man. And right now he's actually doing a free discovery call. You can click down on the link in the notes and set up your free discovery call with Tyler today. So how important do you think it is for our, I don't want to call them students, but listeners when they're evaluating a purchase that they're looking in at the amenities and doing the friendly competitor method and going and manually looking at their friendly competitors to you know understand what they're going to be competing against if they buy this property. I mean, yeah, it, it's obviously really important. But for me, I think what's more important, though, is understanding who your target audience is. Agreed, Who's 100%. Coming? And what would they be looking for on the lake, you know, on the beach, you know, what would make their experience more enjoyable? And does anybody else offer those type of amenities? And I mean, one of the, the best ways to know that is to just go around and look at what the locals are doing. You know, how are the locals living? And, you know, a lot of times that gives you an insight because all people, especially if they're living there full time, most of the time they're going to be retired or, um, you know, they, they're there for the summer or something like that. There's a second home and they have some sort of built in major amenity there. And that's a key indicator. And you can easily tell by just looking at the locals and seeing what they're doing. It's interesting that you bring that up because I literally just released a video on my TikTok and, and Instagram reels and I filmed it. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't like Walker A on there. Uh, uh, yeah. You guys can follow me on Instagram, BillFaith73 and BeFaith on TikTok. I post two videos every day on TikTok. I filmed one when I was down there because I, I, I market an amenity that no other STR has on that lake. And I have two green lights on my dock. Two green lights. One, it looks cool with a night picture that goes into my listing. But two, if dad's a fisherman, you know, and, and they might be going for the kids and whatever, dude can get up and catch five pounders at six o'clock in the morning before the family gets out of bed. To me, it's a huge deal as a wannabe fisherman. Sage from Minoan is like this professional fisherman. Um, and she gives me shit because I go and I never catch fish. But I just love fishing, right? I just love being out there by myself. I'd love to catch more five pounders. But my point is, 
it's something that nobody else has on that lake. And it's, I don't want to say that it's low cost. It's a one-time cost of about 700 bucks. So it's probably a little bit more on the expensive side. But now I look at, Kenny mentioned something that's super duper important, ideal customer, right? We have three major league fishing tournaments on that lake on an annual basis. I know that just having those green lights will attract them because then they can come and fish during the tournament and they know what it does, right? So I know that people that I know that fish here in Nashville that are friends of mine, they want to go to my house now just because I have a green light. And once again, nobody else has a green light. So I think you got to try to find that gap and fill it. And if you can do that by doing that friendly competitor method, then, you know, you're going to ha- you're going to create opportunity for yourself. Do you have anything to add to that, Kenny? No, I mean, that that's that's 100 percent correct. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's what you have to do. You have to, uh, you know, I just think of my walk in Glen Place and I think, who am I trying to attract to my place? It's families. So, you know, I turned one of the bedrooms into a game room, you know, arcade machines, pool table, foosball table. I also turned another bedroom into a theater room. You know, we, we completely pimped it out, huge TV, you know, the theater. So I, mean, I bought these like huge, like three person size bean bags, <laughs> you know, just like these things that nobody else in the market is doing. Right. Um, and families are coming and staying in this area. And so I get those bookings from those families because they see that and they're like, whoa, you know, you've got all this plus you've got the views and all these other things. I mean, just it's an it's an easy uh, it's an easy win. It's an easy choice for them. So Kenny mentioned game room, right? I'm just going to go back to the analogy when you're assessing a market because everybody really looks at market and I don't think enough of you drill down to the individual property. I don't remember the exact number, but I think there might've been when, when you identify the missing link at like 16 occupancy and above in the Banner Elk market, right? I went in and I filled it. Um, I think there was like five or six properties total. And I was, there was two of them were on the market, right? So I bought one and then there was, so let's just say there was six and that left five additionals. Only one of them had a game room. I actually walked through that. I also had a money machine, had pinball, had skee-ball, had all this stuff. And it was doing $240,000 a year, but it was old and it was run down. And I wouldn't even dream of making an offer unless I was planning on gutting the whole thing. Um, And I still keep an eye on it today, you know, from a friendly competitor, you know, standpoint to where it's the calendars filled. They're charging a little bit less than myself. But one of the first things that I did, because that was the only place at the time that I found a game room in that entire market. Right. And so I went and spent 22 grand to turn my three car garage into a massive game room, kind of like Kenny did. 75 inch screen, you know, TV, couches, kind of TV area, pool area, poker table, arcade games. What do you call that game? Oh, shuffleboard, you know, all that type of stuff. And what's interesting is my ADR I thought would be around 1100 bucks during the summer. And as we come to the end of the summer, I'm actually at like 1471. Um, on my ADR from the time that I listed right around the 1st of June through now, I think I've taken like 11 or 12 bookings or something, you know, through the summer. I, I attribute a lot of that just based on the feedback that we get either in the public reviews or the private reviews to the game room, right? Once again, filling that gap, I think for me, from an amenity standpoint, that becomes just the absolute kind of Willy Wonka's golden ticket. You know, Kenny just did that again. I'm sure Kenny probably spent a lot less money than I did too. You don't have to go, you don't have to go and spend 22 grand. Kenny just said he bought a TV. You can buy a a 75 inch TV Roku at Walmart these days for like three 99, right? He bought oversized, like three person bean bags. He probably didn't buy love sack. Probably found something on Amazon 
for a couple hundred bucks, right? Yeah. What you yeah, spend? Yeah. What you spend total in that movie theater? Less than probably three, four thousand bucks. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah. No, I mean, I even was on. You know, I bought you. I did buy a brand new arc. You know, two brand new arcade machines. But we bought you know a used pool table because I had a truck. You know, people are trying to get this stuff out of their house. You know, right. and store it. You get good deals on pool tables, the foosball table, and then everything else brand new. So yeah, it was probably about three, four thousand dollars easily. But yeah, not twenty two thousand. So. Well, I mean, that's so you paid like three fifty for a seven bedroom. I paid one point six million. Yeah, I know. You know, for a six bedroom, so it's a little bit different. And that's the thing that I think becomes really important from us as the educational standpoint for all you guys that are out right. there listening is. You see everybody talk about what we do with our own properties on social media with no context. That's why Kenny and I are trying to give you guys context, right? It's not just all about the Smokies and Dustin. You don't have to build $50,000, you know, game rooms. You don't have to have indoor pools. You need to put in the, the manual effort, the work, and then go and see what the gap is and then fill that gap. 100%. So, Kenny, I mean... How, how, how do you go? Cause I mean, I, I made it pretty clear what I do. I'm using the enemy method, the friendly competitor method. I just manually go in, I'm searching my competitors. I go actually, but one bedroom count below mine, one bedroom count above, because I actually want to aspire. Right. Typically a higher bedroom count is typically going to charge more. And if they have a higher bedroom count, they might have more expendable area to do the game room or movie theater or whatever it is. But I'm literally creating a spreadsheet that goes into my performance when I'm evaluating and kind of looking at those major amenities. I don't go through like all 67 checkboxes, you know, in Airbnb to see what they have, but I'm looking at the major things, you know, pools, hot tubs, views, fire pits, you know, that type of kayaks, paddle boards at a lake. And that's obviously, once again, as Kenny makes it abundantly clear, it's going to, it's going to vary from market to market. Are you doing the same thing or do you have a different process? <laughs> I laugh because I should show you my, the recent process I ran. So I'm remember a this nerd. is a podcast, even though we're recording this on video. I know I, so I am a data nerd. I mean, essentially, yes, I am doing exactly what, what you said. And, and actually what I do for those of you who are listening, um, you know, buckle up or, or take a nap here, but what I do is I actually go into all the different listings that I consider would be competitors or in the area, I guess. And then I will list out each of their amenities and they'll get, you know, we'll call it a, a binary variable. So it'd be a one or a zero if they have that particular amenity. So all the amenities that have a one, I'll then run a regression analysis to figure out how much each amenity brings in on an average daily rate. That's why I said, buckle up. And I can see this is gold. People keep listening. <laughs> Seriously, it is. You got to know how to run a regression, though. You can so, Google it. Yeah, Google. Sure, watch some videos. I, it's really helpful. It's very, very fascinating. <clears throat> you can actually track if you know how much that property made in revenue. You can, and you have all you have all the data in front of you. You have all the information, and essentially why people are booking. A regression will tell you what amenities or how much each amenity is bringing on an average daily rate for these properties. So you can say like, okay, you know, I have Wi-Fi. How much does that, you know, attribute to my average daily rate? Does it attribute to my average daily rate? And a regression analysis will tell you yes or no, and then how much, and then the confidence of that as well. And so essentially it's doing the, it's a competitive analysis using data. And whereas Bill, I mean, I'm not picking on your way at all, but 
you're doing it gut driven, which is fine too. I mean, we can easily tell, look at these markets. Okay. I would call it experience driven. There you go. (laughs) That's why I'm using. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting to a point where I'm I'm getting pretty experienced, but you know, from someone who's been doing it, you know, not, I mean, what, four years now. So I don't know if I can call that super experienced, but well, okay. So come on, that's bullshit because you've been, you know, a data analyst at a fortune 500 company for however long you've worked. I'm not talking about the data side. I'm talking about hosting side. So <laughs> well, I mean, but they, but they combine and what you're talking about right, right now is really data analysis, right? When you're yeah. running regression tests, you're right. I'm doing the experience method. You're doing the data method, right? And there's, yeah. there's credence in both of them. And by the way, Chris, when you're watching this and editing it, you need to drop above Kenny, a big red advanced sign you know, a flashing advance when he goes through his process, because yeah. look, I'm, I'm the every man's man in this industry. I do it the right. way that, that most people are doing it. But if you know how to run a, a regression test, which I don't, I'd probably have to have Mike Chris that works for me, figure out how to do it, get him the data and let, let him go through and do it. Really what Kenny and I are trying to do is open your eyes that there is much more advanced ways to look at your data either on a pre-purchase and an evaluation side, but after you've closed, after you're hosting as well. And, and that's something that I think a lot of people forget about. They get, they do get hopped up on, you know, financials and performance and stuff. And okay, this property is going to do 30% cash on cash. I'm going to buy it. Okay. Well then how the fuck do you take it to 40% cash on cash right. when you're done? That's the true important part. It's about there, I have a sales trainer mentor named John Boyens, and he said the number one place where salespeople and business owners fail is they don't focus on extracting additional market share out of their customers' wallets, right? Mm-hmm. So Kenny comes in and spends $100 a month with me, and I never get him to spend 200 or scale him to 500 or, or to 1000 That's how we build businesses, right? And your, your revenue in year number two by default should be 10 to 15% higher than year number one. You should be pulling reoccurring customers back, right? And one of the things, if you don't have the amenities when they check in, then they're going to have a a good stay. If they don't have, you know, a bloody, just amazing stay, then they're not writing you just spectacular reviews. You need to do an audit and you need to do something about your process, your hospitality, and potentially your amenities as well. Uh, Yeah, 100% agree with that. I think we, I mean, I, I said this, I've said this on several podcasts, like with times change, we have to change our strategies and we need to be looking at our competitors. You don't have to be as data driven crazy as me, you know, but there are advanced techniques that you can learn. Take the time to learn them, you know, go educate yourself, listen to it, re, you know, rewatch or re-listen to this podcasting in this episode and try to understand these methods and then go apply them immediately. That's the biggest takeaway. I mean, these, these are some action items for you guys out there listening is just go and take the things that we just told you to do and go do them in your own markets. Even now, even if you're established in the markets and you feel like you're doing well, you always need to be looking, you always need to be innovating and looking ahead. What can I do better? Constantly reevaluating. We cannot get complacent or we'll get left behind. hundred percent. And as Kenny said, to, to re-listen, or rewatch, you can catch this, uh, you can catch the video of this on the Build Short Term Rental Wealth YouTube channel and the SDR Insights uh, YouTube channel. Um, I would definitely, I think there, I, I would listen to it on the podcast. We don't upload the videos till about three or four days later, then go back and rewatch the video. And then that's when I think this becomes really powerful uh, to consume the content. Kenny, thanks for, uh, you know, all your great info today. I look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. Everybody out there, thanks for, make sure you hit the subscribe button. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Have a great day, everybody.
Thank you for listening to STRonomics. Stay ahead of the curve and subscribe today. This podcast is a hospitality.fm production.